with the Did virus. you see the Reading tweet? The what? You know, yeah. the Reading Festival. That yeah, shit yeah, killed yeah. me. The tweet. No. There was like someone, <laughs> Stafula, it was like a positive corona test mm-hmm. dropped on the floor and someone picked it up and said, who dropped this? As in, it was a positive lateral flow test on the yeah, floor at Reading it. Festival. Guys, we all gonna die! Guys, we all gonna die! <laughs> Do you know how much that is? Can we stop, please? That's content. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Clued Up Podcast, your new favourite popular culture and music podcast. I'm Asma. I'm Sam. I'm Ray. And I'm Rena. Hello. Um, what was I'm that? Ted. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know you didn't know that? what you wanted to say in it. <laughs> you in here. But guys, yeah, we're having a conversation about... Um, Reading Festival. Reading Festival, our good old friend COVID-19. Um, How can someone find <laughs> a sick. positive test on the floor, pick it up and tweet? Whose is this? Who no, it this? wasn't even tweet. It was Snapchat. So you know it was a you. Uh, it's actually on Snapchat. Like, guys, sorry. This? Imagine you're having fun. You, you, you're like you're in a festival. You're like, imagine you're having fun. You're, you're like kiki and did 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 did, and then you see a positive. What do you even do in that I in can't that lie moment? To you. you have to ignore it. It's too. It's too <laughs> late. It's too late. Do you know what's sending me? He picked up and took a picture of it as a who dropped. That's disgusting. Send me your number. You know when someone loses their phone, loses their buff pass, loses their, their like their someone's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, that's mine. I'll come collect it. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> if someone came to Reading with a positive test, they might also be sick enough to be like, yeah, that's mine. Because you know some people don't care; they're leaving their houses now, well, knowing they have it. No, but deeper also that means someone came in with a box of tests, or or a test. Well, most places now what they're doing is because people can lie about tests in it. Like they do offer like tests on the door. Yeah. I'm just confused at how they've taken a positive test, but they're already inside. Shouldn't have that been that's outside. That's what's confusing me. Yeah. How can you find it on the floor there? I Guys, I'd actually lose my mind personally. No, but at least... Ugh, good, good I'm luck, screaming guys. that there is even a festival. I'm hearing the first thing about this Reading Festival. Like, I can't believe it actually went ahead. I mean, yeah. me and her were at festival yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Reading Festival's a big one, isn't no, it? No, like, Re- Reading's huge. It's, like, it's, it's like, way bigger than it's whatever like the hell we were at. I can't lie. Because I, I know you guys went and I thought, oh yeah, you're going to a minor one, but this is... It was definitely Might as well just put, put on Glastonbury while oh, so we, we had space yeah. while we were like... like we chill, we, me and her were... Can't lie, we were but you know low-key social did, distancing no, during deeper, the thing. No, but deeper, what they did was like, because there were so many stages, they split the main stage in two, innit? Oh so yeah, that's true. But had so they the main put stage both of them small, together, it would have been, been a lot of people. Madness. That's true. I can't lie. Oh my God, that's true. That's it would have been a madness. Because they had like big acts, but on different stages. But you know what the L was? Some of the the acts, they Overlapped. We no basically we just we just, from we just went to see Mahalia and Georgia Smith, yeah. right? But they overlapped by ten, 10 minutes. minutes. And I the knew second Mahalia finished, the whole crowd started, started running. running to the other sides. Yeah. Wow! And it was a big park. And just the worst part is, it's not even like a clear path to where you're going. It really is. So we're just going. Which way is it? You're just running. Hard. Pure vibes. Just yeah. running. <laughs> just running. Pure vibes. This reminds me literally the exact same as Camp Flognor in LA. It's like you guys just took me back to 2019 because it was the same thing. So I think it was Tyler the Creator's stage, which is like one of the final stages as well, was right after, I think it was like YG or the baby or someone. Ew. And literally, I'm not joking when I say everyone started doing the dash together to get like to a the run front while someone else is still performing. Oh my God. Guys, can't lie. What is the point of being at the front of a festival? No, disgusting. I don't get it either. I was walking very peacefully. Well, to be fair, the guy who was um, at the front row, what's his name? Loyal Kana. 
he got himself a hat so <gasps> yeah yesterday like, yeah guy he's also cute there's a performer i don't actually know him called loyal Kana, and he was like a rapper or something and basically we just caught the end of his set right because we, go- cool. we were going home and he sounded pretty decent right he sounded pretty good and like he must have like before his last song he was like i just want to shout out to the guy at the front there he's been singing every single song of mine he's been repping every single song of mine i'm gonna throw this hat out and i want it to go to him yeah and he so was he, like don't be like, he was don't like be don't pagan. be a pagan and take the hat or something and he threw it out and he was literally watching the crowd and making sure that the hat went to that yeah. fan Not like someone else did get and he was like no 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 he's like no 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 move that move that sh- move that shit forward move that shit forward but it was really cute like he proper pointed That's him adorable. out like no, it, it was, was really so cute Period. and he looks happy like i actually got to him and then everyone cheered it was so funny because he was like wearing all black here and it was quite mm. warm and then everyone else was wearing color so it was like can't lie probably it was easy to spot him can we all apologize um <laughs> first of all i need to give itv a flogging because aaron from love island mm? is actually very good looking in real life but on tv they made him look like 2007 yes they made him look, <laughs> she's been screaming no, this you know you don't understand no you don't understand like if i personally if i was him i would actually have to, if i watched myself on love island and mm. i saw how they made me look and i know how i look in real life yeah first of all this they get they made him look short on love island not short not gonna lie though all them mandem were six six something yeah no but he's actually quite tall like i he, honestly he looks like about five ten to me on tv and the lighting and just the way that they made him look wasn't great. Even on the show, he said, why is there so many tall people? They're making me feel short. No, he said that like, on, uh, on Love Island. No, I hear it, but he's actually quite tall. Like, I was mm. so surprised. He's 6'3", you know? He That's what he said on the show. Yeah, no, but like, let's be real. Did he look Sorry, it on Sorry, how tall is everybody else? What Bro, the fuck? Tyler's 6'6". No, 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 yeah. Liam was 6'6". Six, six. I was literally just going to say what she said, because the fact that Liam and Tyler were above 6'5", are you dumb? That's disgusting, like, but it looks so good. Uh, but like, uh, uh, wait, if but Tyler's 6'6", six, six, how tall is Kaz, Marka? 5'3". Yeah, she's she's a baby. Kaz is 5'3". Oh, she's yeah. tiny. Do you not see the difference between them? This yeah, He's I like, part, like, by the uh, so that's, that so, that, so that's how I would look next to Tyler, huh? Hmm. <laughs> I did the face and so no one no one silence. reacted guys no one <laughs> reacted you know, I'm not gonna lie to you I didn't hear the beginning part of the sentence <laughs> no I heard it I, I said that's how it. so I'll, that's how I'll look next to him because I'm fine we don't support this behaviour we support, we support Kaz <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I support you too Kaz I just think your man's no, pain but honestly like he looked way b- I just it was bad Bro? like the people I with we all looked around and we were like whoa I'm so sorry but he's Way better in real life. Everybody, I'm so sorry they did that to you. Everybody looks better in real life because I remember, yeah, every time someone comes off the show, I follow them straight away yeah, to see Wagwan, yeah? Every single time, even Aaron, when he came out, I was like, rah, this guy looks so much better on Instagram yeah. than, than in the show. Like, even, bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was watching, um, I think Faye and Teddy were on Lorraine yesterday. Yeah. I watched it on YouTube, right? I just want to see Wagwan. Like, I need to know what her thoughts are on her own fucking behavior and this Love <sighs> Island thing, yeah? Can we talk about that why later? Did look, why did she look kind of better? <laughs> like She looked better. It was a fuzzy webcam camera, but yeah. she looked better than she did on the show. I think that show, yeah, does people no, dirty. But, no, but that means they must great. be Tyler and Kaz look, look good. good together. Mary looked really good. Mm. So I just think this is selective. <laughs> no, but even like, even Tyler and Kaz there, they look even better. Like there was like, um, when it was on, I was on Twitter, like I think the guy, the guy, the last guy that went in, Brett, he was FaceTiming with Tyler. And he took a screenshot of the FaceTime and posted it on like Instagram or Twitter or whatever. I saw that. Tyler looks better. And it was just Wait, a so random. It was just a random FaceTime yeah, screenshot. If you went on a show for about eight weeks and you came out and you deep, they made you look like a thumb. How would you guys feel now having to go and ex- not explain, but you kind of have to like prove you don't look like that on TV? I'd be vexed. Do you know who else? You know, um, what's her name? Sharon. Everyone's calling her a catfish, yeah, because she looks so much better she on Instagram so than she did on the show. Life. But 
I think she just generally looks better in real life as well. Like all these people just they got shagged by the by the I don't know what but ITV does, so but they got but shagged. What, but that's what I'm saying. What is it that ITV does here that makes you? They said ugly filter. Right, but like <laughs> Liberty as well even looks better. And yeah, everybody does. looks better. I can't lie. ITV first of all season was shit anyway, but you know at least debatable. You know, it was shit. It, it's debatable whether okay, it was shit or maybe not. Maybe not shit, but it was mediocre. It was turmoil. It, it was, was too much it was, Yeah, no, it was mediocre. Like, I can't, you know, applaud the fish for swimming for making a decent <laughs> TV show. It was mediocre. Like, they actually need to go back, get rid of that stupid thing at the end where they choose, are they going to split or take the money? Nobody is taking the money. Nobody is going to go on TV and take all 50K. Get mm. rid of it. Get rid of the baby challenge. It's boring. Get rid of making the season so predictable. Like, just just start again. This season was not predictable. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I no, disague with everything you, know you just said. It wasn't predictable. This season was not predictable in any way, shape, or form. When I say I predictable, start- I mean, like, you know what's coming. Like, you know, someone's people saying, no. oh, I'm waiting for this challenge. I'm waiting for this to happen. I'm waiting for this to happen. Like, it's been four years of similar challenges. And also get rid of half the challenges. Nobody wanted to see in COVID Corona streets people spitting food at each other. That was horrific. And also, no one cares about that part. I agree with. But I'm not gonna lie. I feel like the season is up there. Maybe top three. Really? Maybe even top three. Because the first two weeks, it was shit. Yeah. But the, the, the rest four. of the way through, wallah, I had no clue what was going on. It was moving just brazy. Like, I did not know who was going to go with who. half the time, who was going to come in, who was going to do that. Bro, I've never not been so baffled in I my know, life half watching the, a show. But half the time, yeah, like, all of that chaos wasn't enjoyable. Like, I didn't enjoy... Personally, I enjoyed yeah. it. That's what I like reality TV for. Pure chaos. I'm not going to lie, the favorite was just something a bit just uh, uncomfortable. That's the only bit I was like, that took it a bit too far. But the rest of it, especially that Mad Movies challenge... That, that challenge bring that back you again and again I'll and again. I'll give them credit for that. Yeah, I'll give the them credit challenge? for that. The, the one where they were watching one. the the clips. Because you know what, what they did? Yeah. It kind of replaced the the what the, the tweet Twitter challenge one. would have been. Yeah. yeah, but I'm glad they got rid of that because that shit is predictable anyway. But I just no, but that's, that 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 should have been in. That they need to keep no. that movie challenge and bring back the tweet no, or but, the headline no, challenge no, but, because I need them to know what the fuck we're thinking on the outside. The problem is the tweet challenge. Yeah, they decide to. First, they make burner accounts, yeah, and then they the set their own narrative. Yeah, they set their own narrative and they use their own tweets. Like, I don't like that. At least the movies one is this is footage you cannot. It is what it is. Like tweets you can manipulate, footage you can't. But I honestly like it's just of all the Love Islands I've watched, this to me just felt very mediocre. Like I felt like it was a chore watching it at times, and I'm not the only one that thinks so. Honestly. I think this one was actually so interesting. I'm not gonna lie. It's not my favorite. I think my favorite is always gonna be the year that Amber won. But this, because I actually like those people, but these people, I don't like them as that's much. That's the thing. There's I a think, lack of people that I actually like. I think that's what, it's gonna be a lack of characters that I'm actually gonna care about mm. once this ends. Like most times, yeah, like well, when it would end, I turn off my phone. I don't care about the characters. Like now Love Island, I'm not gonna give a crap about what Faye does ever again. Mm-hmm. But like just the characters and the storylines, like, and the friendships that come from the show. There's mm. so much more to Love Island than just chaos in it. Yeah. it was like, and what they kind of did is, they kind of overdid it with the chaos and then everything else didn't feel well-rounded. But I understand that. There needs to be balance, yeah. but I still think There needs to be balance. Like, it wasn't season. wasn't horrible, but I just think it was pretty mediocre. Like, you could have done a much better job. Like, I think, I can't lie, I feel like they got lucky with how much chaos in the end. But the way it was going, I just thought, this is looking dry. And to be fair, also applaud them for doing this in a COVID year. 
That's the true. fact they mm. were able to get all these people on, have this many bombshells without anyone catching Rona, without anybody like anything going wrong. Yeah, that's lit. I'm not and also, lie. I don't. I, I mean, no one cares that we all know that the winners, except maybe Amber's one. They always go on to second place. Always does better. Mm-hmm. But I'm just genuinely confused at why Liam Liam won because if you take away Casa Amor, what is there? It's England. The piano. That's all you we're, guys have. We're in England. We're in England. They're gonna be like you know in Winter Love Island. There was um what's the I winners were Paige and Finn. Thing. Where are they? Where where yeah. are they at? Paige and Finn. Where you at? That's true. To be fair, well, who won? Oh, it was Amber that won Molly and Tommy's year. Yeah. I can't lie to you. <laughs> I was thinking back then I thought they but they were gonna be fixed. I was thinking why would you want to win? But looking back, they shouldn't. They are. Um, they actually. Yeah. Speaking of Molly. Molly May. She is the new creative my, director of Pretty Little Thing. My inspiration in life. Wow. Every day I Legend. watch Molly May. I watch Molly May and I, on her Instagram, on YouTube. I've been watching You know what, yeah? I don't more. even watch her like that, but I can see she's a very, like, Do you know what? I started watching some of her videos. She's actually, like, quite she entertaining. Is. I watched a few. I, I can't yeah. lie. There was a point, like, I think a couple of weeks ago where I was like, What's, let me just pre-sign. Do you know what it is? It's just it's because I've kind of... I haven't watched, like, white people on YouTube for a long time mm. because there's so much more... Lovely black British Throwback content. Throwback to when I used to watch Zarela and them. The, we all did, baby. You, you have to remember, these were the only people yeah. on YouTube. That's what kills me. Zarela and Zoella, Alfie. Alfie. Uh, what's, what's her brother? Um, Joe. Joe. Sog, yeah. Ah! Tanya, Jim. Alfie. Like, we had no choice. We had what, to was the, what was the, what was the um, Australian Don? Casper. South African. South yeah, African. Yeah, yeah, Casper Lee. Yeah. Casper Lee. <laughs> And did you watch watch the Americans as well? Like Conor Franta oh, yeah. and Tyler, Tyler Oakley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, do you remember the what's his so, name? Troy Savan was on YouTube. Oh first. my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I know he's an established artist now, but I remember his YouTube days. Seeing him as a singer. And, and yeah. And seeing him as a singer is so weird. It's weird because I remember so his first weird. song, Happy Little Pill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just about to say I used My to listen to his music. Do you guys remember like O2L? What's it? O2L! O2L's in oh, it. Stop. Oh, God, O2L. Stop. Oh, right oh, God. Oh, God. Do you remember, do you remember when Connor was the first one to leave it? It was like the most dramatic oh, day. It was, so, it was so dramatic. <laughs> oh my God, my God is leaving. <laughs> and all on, I think like Connor was on Mondays and then like yeah. other niggas. I don't even but know. Do you know they were kind of smart? Yeah, because like they kind of started that whole do things together, make a platform channel, lean on each other yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were. They were one of the first people. They at least like moved in together and whatnot. And then more people realised that that was the move. Yeah, they were giving hype really, hype Yeah, they really were. <laughs> so it was, it was giving... But it was a very, it was a very smart business move. It was, like, but you know what very. I liked about like the content back then? People being in a house together yeah, isn't as corny as houses today. Mm. Like, now they're all back then you didn't really know what was gonna happen but they ha- like it's all clout filled and it's just all there's also corny. the fact that um nowadays yeah it's always always like obviously everything's about money but nowadays they it's don't seem to be yeah. friends it's just a bunch of random people putting yeah. a house together that are, and but then agency, it doesn't last an agency it never lasts whereas like with them man they were actually friends yeah, and they and were like oh you know awesome, what and it made sense so they were yeah. like you know what we don't know what the hell this means we just moved into this house vans. and it happened to work for them yeah. that's what it was these it wasn't like, like now coming into these houses being like no this these how are we gonna yeah or and then they group. make yeah i know it's very like it's artificial funny. basically cloud really be killing our people man but oh God, bro. question do we then think yeah as a, as her as a creative director is there hope for plt like Molly they mean. don't make bad clothes we know but mm. we know like what they put out and what they like promote and stuff in it mm. so i wonder if this means not it will never be end to bbl fashion because let's not lie that shit sells but hopefully does this mean that plt can maybe move into like a more like the inclusivity but in the sense that that they actually shine the light on it rather than just hide it in the back of the like the plus size part on the website i'm not gonna lie to you i just think it's gonna be just meaning more 
PLT by Molly May <laughs> collections. I don't really, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to expect. As, as I agree. Or they're gonna maybe she's gonna bring more of like the kind of, you know, like how how she dresses. Like that, like the st- she's gonna bring that style that she knows the girls like. Yeah. And more of it into PLT and like feed more into it. Um, but I don't know if there's gonna be much of that because who maybe, was the previous. No, person though that's the thing i actually have no we clue don't, we don't know do you know the only person i know from plt is the guy who owns it yeah and he recently got engaged yeah, yeah, yeah literally bro the, I saw the, the ring was like two million of course that's that plt money that yeah, blue know, money like, that that what's the other one they own every single yeah, one, they of they own one. It's like, if the ring is two million how much is the other one gonna be because that's why you need the actual one, the ring basically um i was i was just reading about money right and obviously there's a lot of people supporting her but she's also getting a lot of backlash, mm-hmm. right? Whoa. The main thing, there's like people kind of um, con- disagreeing with her career move and her choice to work for PLT because I think like last year it was revealed that PLT were paying like their Leicester workers three fifty an hour, oh, yeah. which is like yeah. slave labor in it. So but- they're basically saying you have influence. We would, lo- I would love to see you use your influence and but your you leverage have to remember what her role is guys she's creative director not ceo yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but i think it's also it's also like the ethics of it like yeah. why are you working for a company but you that, know what the thing is though, like, i hear that completely like that. but that's the problem with probably 90 percent of these brands like no no it's true yeah that's yeah. why that's the problem like if she went to boohoo same people mm. if she went to iso at first same crap if she went to h&m zara primark same I I, I I get I get that, but I think it's also like obviously I don't I, don't, I wouldn't say she's responsible for it, yeah. but I think it also comes with the fact that she's especially someone like her with such a huge following. Yeah. I think for people um just seeing it in the other perspective, lol, I don't actually really care. <laughs> <laughs> I care about slave workers, yeah, but I don't yeah. care about the whole fashion thing. Yeah. But um, I think for the perspective is sort of she has influence. Her speaking up against something like that kind of wouldn't make her lose her role. As someone who's so yeah. largely well known, well, we kind of don't know that as a fact, but we don't know. Yeah. But then I really doubt that if she like spoke up against PLT like but online I, very loudly, know, PLT will be thing. like, "Oh, let's know, fire but you." But here's the thing: I can't lie to you. If she spoke up about it, it probably wouldn't do a damn thing. Like they're not going to change their whole supply chain for money, mate. Like, yeah, sure, but what do what no do way. you then do? Things I feel like this is taking a different turn, but I feel like just quickly in terms of stuff like that there always needs to be a catalyst yeah. or someone that starts to push it in terms of um, getting more people to care yeah. and someone who's influential is important for that. That's it's my true. point. But I think the... Like, I don't... Um, obviously, things aren't going to change straight away, yeah. but like it a does, catalyst but It would thing. need like maybe 40 Molly Mays to do that. Yeah, yeah but it's someone like, needs to start. Yeah, someone needs to start, but it's like, it's such a huge issue, yeah, that it's like, it would... For, like I guess for change to happen, it would take so long because it's like this is how all these companies live and breathe yeah, yeah, and for them to all change how they like do things it's looking like a bit of a myth but the thing is i i get where both of you guys are coming from but i'm not gonna lie aside more with sam in terms of like i don't know you're completely right that someone needs to start it off and if we just have this whole mentality of well oh well all the businesses are doing it mm. so like mm. we should celebrate the fact that molly may manage to get this role as opposed to putting pressure onto her we're not going to get anywhere unless we keep on putting pressure onto these people. Like Amazon, the reason why Amazon were allowed to do as much as they've done so far, such as monitoring how long people take in the toilets and shit like that and not letting pregnant women go to the toilet more often. The reason why they're allowed to do fucked up shit like that is because we all have this mentality of, well, every company does mad shit, so we need to just kind of move past it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. 
that's that's my point. My point is kind of like someone someone needs to start it. It's, it's like, you, you know what I always think of. I always think of past moments, like probably like <laughs> not to make things deeper, like slavery. I'm sure there was Damn. a point. I'm sure there was a point though where no, but I'm sure there was a point where like black people were like there's no point talking up we're never gonna nothing's gonna yeah. happen do you know what i mean and it took years like years and years and years and we're still dealing with the after effects to this point she could really sorry to cut in again she could really market herself even better though in terms of like saying to plt hey if we are the first company in the uk pretty much a big company that starts doing things ethically that will make more people want to buy our clothes anyway. Yeah. You know, like it's just how she markets it to them, the idea. It is, you know, it is about marketing. And it's also like, a sort of like, if we start it off and push this whole ethical brand idea, you could end up making money off that in the but long term. Can, can a fast yeah, fashion exactly. brand be ethical? Yeah, no. Like, no I way. get like the paying the workers, that's one thing they can do, but they can't overall be that ethical means... and shout about, yeah, we're ethical now without not being a fast fashion brand. Yeah, that, is that, would, that would kill them. I think that, that then that's just an issue with the entire fashion industry, yeah. isn't it? No, that's the entire I'm fashion saying. industry is like, fast fashion. Like, all of fast fashion but is start, not ethical. All I'm saying is start with paying workers, that's it. Yeah. We can move on to bigger things later, you yeah. know what I mean? Just pay niggas more than 350 because, yeah. guys, that's dumb. How's that? Ah! Wait, I'd actually scream, but moving on. 350. Yeah, apparently they'll pay less the workers three fifty an hour last man. year. Yeah, but that's how all these fashion like brands. Every time you see seventy percent off sale, that's how they're surviving because they're doing crap. It's like absolutely that. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Which but is why also I think it's really dumb when people say, "Oh, why are you guys buying off Sheen? They're so unethical, bro." All of them men are unethical. Like, is, you know you're, you're not better than anybody else. Every like, bloody thing is unethical. So we I buy from unethical. PLT. They're yeah. still unethical. I buy from Boohoo. Like, no, it's all it's all unethical. That's the problem with it. It's like it's a problem that's like way bigger than all of us, mm. and like I've too much emphasis is put on the bottom of the chain, which is and it's these, not our fault. Yeah, it's not our fault. And it's like these all these big big what's it called CEOs and bosses and all of that. These are like, the one killing us. And like, that's what annoys me. It's like, you can see that the climate change, blah, 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 is going in a dead direction. And they're just vibing. They don't mm-hmm. give a heck. Oh, what do you guys also think? Appa- apparently, because this is something I saw on the Daily Mail, and you know they word yeah. things bare, weird, they're, right? They're but apparently, Molly May said that she thinks she'd be just as successful if she didn't go on Love Island, apparently. Yeah, if that's true, what do you guys think? Not, you know, she she makes been, great content, yeah. She makes great content. But not just as successful. But the, the exposure that Love Island gave her, she would not be over a million. No, there's no way. Right you, yeah, she maybe be on like a cheeky. She'd be on 100K. a five hundred. No, no, she'd be on a, a cheeky three, four hundred k for sure. Do you know why that's cap? Because when she went on Love Island, yeah, I cannot lie to you. I always forget that a she was on Love Island and b that that's where her and Tommy met. Like I mm. always forget it. What I remember from Love Island is that her hair was constantly trending, her looks were constantly trending, her makeup was uh, constantly trending. Like she I had didn't that, even know do you that. know that bum look that she had? Yeah. That was constantly trending and it even became like a, a thing. How did she do, make that perfect yeah, bun? How do you make that bun? That stuff, that exposure you wouldn't have got by doing that. Like, hey guys, welcome to my YouTube channel. It's just not the same. Like where would you so have like, gone that from? I think she probably said that, whoops, in the sense of saying like, oh, don't just put me in the Love Island box, which I understand, mm-hmm. but we can't lie. What that did for your influencer bag, sis, a lot. You, yeah, you like the, lot. the girls are now applying to Love Island for it. <laughs> that's why literally. they're literally coming on. That's why but Lucinda guys, came guys, on this guys, year. Guys, guys. <laughs> if anyone is listening to us that is, you know, thinking I want to go on Love Island to get that Don't PLT bag, yeah, you're not doing it. I beg you, I beg of you, stop. You're not gonna get money, mate. I'm begging you, stop. There's Talking only to gonna, you, Lucinda. There's only gonna be one in a 
in a, in a, in a yeah. lifetime chance where you're going to end up being the fucking creative director of some nigga. <laughs> that's <laughs> never happening again. I'm telling you, that's never that's happening again. Never happened Molly again. May's and also Molly May's been working hard and in that And also Molly sense. May was on Love Island two years ago, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. And again, I'm still and looking the way at- Love Island's going, oh my God, oh, the, guys, no this way. is a thing that's been, very, I've been analyzing it too much here. I don't know why I keep checking everyone's following. Why did the following suddenly just go in one day? Everyone's catching everyone's a million. Everyone's on a million. But my girl Kaz- Kazana is not, can we also as if she wasn't there from day one, as if she wasn't given the best looks. No, can we talk about how t- Tyler Tyler's on, Tyler's on barely got 100k, 100K like he just reached it. And fucking Liam has like 900 And also that horrific magazine, whatever the hell it was, new, new magazine. magazine. <gasps> um, You guys can choke You're first old. of all. Word. The magazine industry is dying. It's I hope you die you first. Know what it is? Print, <laughs> print died for this reason and I'm glad it did because what the hell was that cover where they were saying, look at my finalist, blah, blah, blah. Left. You're finalist, you're when correct. We say something good, Rena will just performs up like, yes, and like, <laughs> like she reminds me of an uncle that she's hearing the news and is very happy about the news. She's like, yes, my I'm, girls. Guys, I can't voice that. I can't just be like, yeah, yeah, the same way you guys do. You because can. it comes in two seconds later. It comes it's, in two seconds later. No, but it's fine. It could be ad lib, it's fine. <laughs> what, about, what, about what you were just saying? I'm gonna jump on it. You know what? I forgot her stupid fucking name. Ian's little wife. Yeah, oh, she can go, go to suck your mum. Go I... suck your mum. Who, who, who? You Laura Whitmore, bitch, bro. I know that. Laura She's Whitmore so biased, bro. The host of Love Island. The host of Love Island. Oh, that... you have to. Do you know what it is? You have to. Rem- if you don't watch After Seven yet, this year you might have forgotten there was a host because she was actually in the villa like three times because of Rona. Yeah, but like, and she was useless. She honestly like rest in peace Caroline Flack but miss you didn't you. we miss you so much you might have been a bit pe- I'm joking I'm no. not gonna get into that right yeah, now let, but let's I not speak ill of the dead but for, like let's, yeah. I, I'm gonna speak ill of the dead as much as I want one I was just two. about to say that we don't, we don't miss you we don't miss you anyway just um, on Love Island rest <laughs> in peace but we don't miss you back to Love Island please don't, Wait, don't even speak know closer to your mic again now. it was nice and loud don't know why we're even mentioning her. Back to actual. No, because you have to look um, at <laughs> Laura can choke. She's so biased. Do you know it's not even just she's biased. Dude. She's got no source. Come on, yeah. like like she's Caroline Black had a had a je ne sais what about her. She had a way of talking about the Love Islanders and bring making making it fun. Yeah, like, I think we need somebody else to host the show. And I recommend Maya, Maya Jama. Literally, Maya, Maya Jama. I'm telling you, Maya Jama would be. I saw one tweet about that, amazing, guys, guys, and I, it just clicked in my head. I was like, she would be so perfect. Could she you imagine Maya? Ah, guys, that would be so good. What Could the fuck? I didn't even think of that. Could you imagine Maya Jama after like Casa Amor being like, so we got a couple of who, and then like imagine like the expression she gives, like the mm. source she was just. Like, and first of all, she also looks like a bombshell. Yeah. So when she walks into the uh, villa, it's gonna be like a ting of damn, a ting, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, I'm pretty sure like all the man demand be like, oh my, it's coming in, yeah. Maya's coming in. But you know what I mean? Do you know what Laura gave me when like when she came into the villa? You're just another blonde now. There's already like five mm-hmm. of them and you're coming to join the gang. Yeah. Guys, Elahi, <laughs> wallahi, can I be serious? You know when um we st- like when the show, you know how I didn't watch the first few weeks of Love Island and then I tuned in at Casa Amor mm-hmm. and you guys were all talking about the names on my life the only people I could differentiate were the black people because first of all there weren't that many yeah. all the Adam people guys I was mixing up all the girls all they the guys all, no, honestly the final was all and blonde and fucking, <laughs> this is why I'm like no why does no one say white people like people say white people look the same but not enough for me because they really do look the same I was really struck it's the same look man but, I was telling them hop, hop, part by hair colour and lip colour because face like, lip colour was very much that's, that's what I'm saying Love Island needs a big shape up new host change up a bit I don't know, come up with something else, but Laura Whitmore, like, do you it's know what the she same did? people in the, different the interviews fonts, on After Sun like really pissed me off. Like the kind of interview she would give 
one couple would be so different to one she'd do to like other couples. Yeah. And do you know how I kind of knew that Liam and Millie was gonna win? They Their were basically was so long. It they were talking for like fifteen minutes, and I was thinking, yeah, they've won. I've clocked that. I was like, well, no, it's just they that, like won. from the beginning, the way they were setting these two up to win, the dates they were giving them, the like this, just the redemption story for Liam, yeah. like everything just felt like a setup Guys, for them to win. Do you, know, do you know what the final told me? Cheaters always win. He cheated. Freeway kiss. I know he's twenty five k richer. Guys, I really, I really, him? really, really don't like Liam at all. No, I don't care for I him. I think he's sexy. I think he's buff. I can't. You're right. Him. He's buff. He's but giving, he's like what he did and stuff. Right. I really, I don't like men like that. Like the that's way he moved and how many his behavior. It's that. That's exactly my issue. Was, that's I felt, exactly I felt my bad, issue. I kind of bad for like family in a sense that it was like, so this man kind of embarrassed you in front of everybody, yeah? And then you have mm-hmm. to kind of stay, you have to stay in the house with him. So you, you have to listen to his, all his attempts of apology. In the real world, you wouldn't have to listen to his shit. You could just block, move on, and you wouldn't have to be listening to shit like being read a poem that yeah. was kind of corny in front of everybody. So, but I really, so I really don't like the fact that he's I done. Still, I still think she would have forgiven him in the real world as well. Guys, but maybe not. Uh, Do you know our gender are not very bright? I'm not gonna lie to you. And guys, she <laughs> likes him way more than he likes her. Yeah. And I don't like dynamics no, like actually, that. Sorry. I feel like it got more balanced towards the end after he fucked I don't, up. I yeah. don't even. I don't even care about the end. I, I don't care about him. He's jarring. They were cute at first. They were really, really. They cute were at like first. you can feel their sexual chemistry, but Dude, they were but also they quite boring. They were boring. They, all they, they were just boring. They were just talking about how they want to basically have sex. That I would have loved for mm-hmm. Chloe and Toby to win because that would have been so. Just like the journey oh, they went you know on, what? yeah, like they, the whole ups and downs. You see, that would have been more sense. hilarious. A guy who's gone with four, four different girls <laughs> and then gone back to the. That original. is true. It yeah. was just would have been a hilarious that, story. No, but their journey was the best one. Like, did she, you guys and I see? don't hate him. No, but you, no, at the end, Toby was my favorite because he was actually carrying the villa on his back. He From was. when he said, "You don't even get girls," I said, "I like this one now." Huh? <laughs> the thing with Hugo, Liam is how he was. That's so funny though, because Hugo sat up there, guys. He did that oh. speech, and it was for nothing. For nothing. In the final, Toby, you're standing in the final with your girl, bro. Oh. And Hugo was on TikTok begging for 29p. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hugo's on TikTok saying, "Oh yeah, Liberty pulled me for a chat." No one cares, bro. Well, do you know what? Do you know no what? One cares. Do you know what energy Liam gives gives me? Right, he gives me the same energy as that Harry guy from Too Hot to Handle. I'm screaming. Yes, <laughs> it's true. They both take no account. Like, okay, Liam took accountability for his barely. actions generally, he but barely. To it. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Barely. They both don't take accountability <laughs> for their actions. Harry, first of all, I've talked about it previously, but Harry was a dickhead. Francesca was jarring. Actually, no, she wasn't. I'm lying. I don't. I don't. Care. I don't think she was. But Harry was a dickhead to Francesca. Never apologized, and the show just went past it. Like he didn't do anything wrong. Liam gives me the exact same vibe. Like he's he was manipulative. And the mm. only person and he trait was, is being he cool. was wallahi the worst thing is yeah if they didn't bring back that girl to the villa, Lily or whatever her name was like. And Millie never found out. It would never, nothing would have ever happened. Yeah. That's what pisses me off about him. But all in all, so he say, can fall in a ditch for all, all I care. In all I don't fuck say, with men like that. He's gonna break up with her soon. Mediocre as hell for me. Asma liked it. Um, Samira hates Liam. Samira hates Liam, and Rena. Rena's a bit in the middle. Yeah, so I, that's we're pretty much in the middle. But yeah. Mm. But catch us next year when we still have a chokehold to the yeah, damn show. Yeah, yeah. It'll catch yeah. me at 9 a.m. Yeah. 9 a.m., 9 p.m. Every, every, every day. That's <laughs> why I did a tweet. You know how people were tweeting, oh, this is my last life island. We can, no, it's not. But okay. You're, you guys but are anyways, honest. moving on. <laughs> a great thing that's happening on the internet this week is people have decided to get milk crates and decided to, you know, to mm. climb up to the top and try to climb down. Natural selection. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I'm calling it. Natural selection. <laughs> These niggas that be doing this shit and then getting a uh, collapsed lung afterwards. Bro, yeah. did you guys see? One guy had the, ma- like, that's internal bleeding. I've watched Grey's yeah. Anatomy. That's internal bleeding, my G. Your whole back is like red and pink and Ew. bloody and you're doing yeah, an ice yeah. pack on it. No, but guys, oh I'm God. really surprised that this, this that didn't deep. come around in like the lockdown. This would have been a perfect it's lockdown, perfect challenge. lockdown challenge. Outdoor, yeah. well. You know what I mean? Like, one hour the f- exercise. The summer last year when they let us out for a bit, like, I'm surprised it didn't happen then. Like, it's kind of happening i'm not calling it post rona because we're very much still here but i'm very surprised that like it's just people Pre-post now trying to do it yeah while you guys were making stupid cakes and whatnot you should have been doing the crate challenge this instead crate challenge is giving me very much 2015 yeah the dumb shit that we <laughs> do you know what it was perfect around that same time was like juju on that beat when everyone's doing that salt stupid and dance. ice challenge oh yeah. my god that's what um, it was giving me when people were sucking were sucking um, cinnamon challenge and- all the stuff that was putting your life at risk. I miss it. It's, it's, it's giving me them vibes. Yeah, I kind of miss like seeing hood shit. The like clowns. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. At Billah, first of all, no. Guys, who are the clowns? Guys, I've been hearing that they're coming back. You know. No, no. It, I feel like it's not. It's not. It's not gonna happen. Renaissance. Yeah. I don't care about. Gonna, if I'm walking down the street by myself at midnight and I see a mask. clown. Yeah, word. Like we're used to masks now. You can't really get us. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're walking down the street at 12 p.m. 12 a.m. Though. Oh, I'm still running. But no, but it was so funny. Oh, really like blah. people would just be like in the woods and they'd be like, "Is that a clown?" And they were sort of running. <laughs> That's scary. This Did is you like when the I- car videos. Which car videos? Oh my god! When they stand in, in front of the car, there will be a person in a car, and it's nighttime, and then they see a clown coming, and it comes to yeah. them and slowly. Guys, and I can't like that. Was, everyone's like, just step on it, just the kill them. The internet was just, so just funny back then. It was like the Vine era. It was too funny back then. This man. reminds me of a time I was walking past my uni, and why did I see someone dressed as Cylinder Man at like twelve a.m. Was it Halloween? <laughs> it was. It was. Well, I don't. It was like around that time. Okay. But well, like, I was by myself. It was dark. I was genuinely scared. I was like, I'm really trying to dream. I think I stopped. And I started. <laughs> well, like, I I turned around and I pretended I didn't see nothing. I was like, I didn't see. No, but didn't honestly, see each things other. like that you have to ignore. Like, if I was to see a what clown am I gonna do? Like, outside, that's what I'm saying. You have to ignore it. You have to pretend it. Just yeah, it's a, it's a figure of my imagination. Like I can't. I just googled Slender Man. Do you know what? Yeah, Ray. No, well, like, it was scary. Asma. Ray and Asma, you you two understand. We are safe. We were safe during that time from the killer clowns and all of that simply because we live in the ghetto. That's true. Simply because Guys, I'm sorry, they weren't coming to West London. Wallahi, <laughs> they would have gotten jumped. Wallahi, could you I'm imagine any money? They would have been stabbed. Wallahi. No, I can't like, yeah. It was actually happening in white areas. Yeah, it was, it was not happening exactly. in the ghetto. Bro, that was some white shit to do, Wallahi. That <laughs> <laughs> was the most white activity I've ever heard it of. It was. Messing up as clowns. Bro, and also like a lot of these sightings, yeah, whatever they were called, <laughs> were in, like forests. Where were we gonna if see that? If you showed up dressed as a clown in and scare man them, they would have pulled out their rambos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the knives they have yeah. as well? Exactly. But, would finished, you, but would you blame them? Nope. No. No. Absolutely. No. no. Yeah. Like <laughs> no one dressed up as a clown in West London to be shanked. <laughs> no, but this really reminds me, like a couple of years ago, yeah. So, um, in the area I live in. There used to be this venue, uh, it was Australian venues, long gone now, mm. but they used to do every Sunday, they used to do like dressing up events. And that meant, because obviously we were used, we actually used to play outside back in the day. Um, it meant that every Sunday when we were playing like football in the park and stuff, that we, every time around 3, 4 p.m., people would come from the station dressed in their fancy outfits and you'd see people, well, not just in clowns, because that's still creepy, but like the Joker, superheroes, like they used to come in like, Co- like, was it costumes all the time so that's the closest thing we got to it but that is very different to obviously someone walking around night time looking like a clown you're, you're getting you're I'm not gonna say the word because this I is a family it. friendly podcast but you know it's not looking good for you mate have you guys heard that 
apparently Kylie Jenner's pregnant, but apparently Ooh. it was leaked, which I'm oh. very surprised as to how. It leaked Why last time too when she was pregnant for the stormy. It was leaked. Um, no, but she got to at least announce was, it. No, it was before video. she announced it. There was pictures of her in a sweatsuit. Um, oh. walking out of somewhere and she was pregnant like she looked pregnant and everyone was saying she's pregnant she's pregnant but she didn't confirm it she, next thing you know she posted a picture in a bikini which was obviously but a picture now no but wouldn't this time be like a bit early much earlier than last time like earlier because yeah, at this point she's probably she, even bro, she could be right ready to pop and we wouldn't know because this girl is so sick at hiding the fact she's pregnant she, she would have the she moment, stays at home the moment she got she realized she was pregnant she, she would have probably done a whole 10 different photo shoots right there in her gaff so that she could have enough pictures to last her nine months and we'll never know i'm not surprised because I, th- I didn't even know that her and um, um what's the name travis scott were back they're together on like and that. Off. they're back together like that that's the thing i was more surprised on but i'm not surprised she's pregnant yeah. she wants that that girl loves like loves stormy and i, yeah. I think she wants part two now because i can't lie if I, if I had stormy i'd probably want like five of her like honestly she's it's just a shame that pregnancy takes nine months like it's honestly. so long she's and it's not at all that ain't stepping kylie yeah, that ain't if she's not at the met gala then that's that's when that's where it's confirmed if she is there and she's not pregnant i can't lie i mean i wouldn't that's be surprised if she wasn't at the met gala because the met gala list is looking very Bro, Oh, that's Mediocre. fake. It was confirmed on Twitter, TikTok yesterday. No, not, TikTok. not the seating plan. Like, I was just I, about I to say knew, that seating plan. There was yeah. no way Addison Rae was sitting near Beyonce. I don't know who who, who thought that was going to be the case. In what world? That's actually really funny. There's actually no <laughs> way in, on God's green earth is that ever going to happen. But um, but like the, there's been rumours of like over the past few months like who would attend. Mm. But I saw that seating plan I said, you guys are dumb. In what world? If Addison Rae can sit next to Beyonce, I can sit next to Beyonce. I'm sorry. There were TikToks saying, um, crying that they didn't start making TikToks in 2019 of them dancing because they they thought that Addison Rae was actually going to sit next to there's, her. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no way in hell. Like, there's just no way in hell. Beyonce. There's just no way in hell. I'm sorry. Like, there's just... But yeah. It's Kylie Jenner. I'm, I, can't, I can't wait to see another cute, yeah. cute baby. Whoever made that fake um, seating plan doesn't understand Beyonce's level of celebrity. I can't lie, 100%. it's a bit disrespectful if you ask me. Beyonce is a celebrity of celebrities, as in celebrities get, get nervous and anxious in order business to meet What business does Addison next to her? No offence, babes, but... but- no. But you know what? No I'm not even, <laughs> Full offense. I'm not even what judging the person that made it, though. I'm judging the people that fucking believe it. Yes, what I'm saying. You guys are dumb. Can you respect Beyonce? Huh? What do exactly. you mean Addison Rae sitting next to her? <laughs> on what planet? It was like James Charles and Lady Gaga oh. and then like... That, that, on the that I can believe. James, that I can believe. That James Charles next and to Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga and on the other side of Lady Gaga is Charlie D'Amelio. Oh, no. Okay, that... that, that yeah, please. Then they have no... You know, if that if that was true, they have no respect for Lady Gaga. I the can't lie If I was Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga I would flip tables. What do you mean? I'm saying a 16... Well, I'm not Char- James Charles I'm saying, is like, I'm saying like, so a 16-year-old. And there's actually nothing wrong with TikTokers in a sense. It's just the American white TikTokers. The corny ones. No. And the fact they don't have their own kids' table. (laughs) <laughs> Stop it. Guys, I have complete respect for Charlie D'Amelio. Don't get me wrong. However, I, love I was her. Lady Gaga and I had to work my ass off to become a singer, get respect and everything, and then they sit me down next to the renegade girl. I'm going home. This is the same babe that brought us meat dress. Absolutely not. Absolutely, Absolutely the not. The thing is, nowadays, the level of becoming a celebrity, like yeah, the concept helped. of it is very different. Yeah. It's very different. And we're happy about that. Yeah, like oh technically... Yeah, no, yeah, we're, being, guys, yeah, we're, still, we're still trying to go Hakusan. We're still trying to go Yeah, Hakusan. yeah, me too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, like, I don't think it's a bad thing. It, it's literally just the dynamics of how things change. Yeah, like, true. I feel like people probably said that 10 years ago where 
the people 10 years previous to that didn't have social media no, to help guys, them get famous the whereas now they do yeah, but celebrities back in like the 80s and 90s yeah like do you know how hard it was to get your song on the radio that's what i'm trying like, to say so they, so they nice. must have been like they must have seen these men having social media and they're like oh it's so yeah. easy for you. No, like, it's every true single generation it changes if you think about it from like um soldier boy soldier boy is the one who literally introduced putting your music on youtube to the internet and to the world yeah. so he started that wave off so all the other rappers were like okay now you can just put music immediately on youtube exactly off that and then youtubers came along and everyone was like well, what the fuck is this you're making videos and getting famous but that's then just how it works now tiktokers yeah well, that's how it it's works crazy. Like, yeah, you it's crazy it's weird how people it's really weird that people get mad at how things just evolve yeah do you know what's also quite nuts though? It's like, I'm not gonna be mad at like it being not as hard to get a song on the radio because I can't lie. You shouldn't have to like, you know, give sexual favors to people high up. 100%. Mm-hmm. For your mixtape to maybe get heard, mm. but it's pro- it's going in a direction where it's like too fast, if that makes sense. Like it's too accessible, too easy. And like, I don't, like, imagine I still don't think it's too I easy. disagree. I, I still don't think it's too easy. Yeah, me too. people that, st- do you know what it is? Just, do you know some of these songs that are blurred on TikTok and stuff like that? They don't get played on radio. These yeah. songs are going to number one purely on the fact they they're getting streams. Mm-hmm. Purely on the mm-hmm. fact that people are watching them. But on it YouTube is way which means if it's getting it is. But it's like it's like if they're getting streams, that means the song is somewhat good. Or decent, yeah. and people have different tastes as well. That's right. I feel like music is so subjective that there's a lot of times where I don't get me wrong. There's a lot of songs on TikTok I don't like that makes that make the top forty yeah. that I fucking hate. I can't stand the UK top forty as it. Yeah, is. but there's a demographic that likes them. That's true. You know yeah, I mean? we're, we're we're very much still three percent. So, and and the thing, but what I like was um how like pink pantheress is like a completely oh, new concept she literally she genuinely like the craziest thing is she didn't even really show her face online like at all until like recently yeah, she just put bops yeah out. she used to put bops out but she's really self-made like i don't think she has like yeah. you know a lot of the time there's a bit of nepotism behind it just there's a little bit yeah. and you find out later down the line i don't think she has anything no like it's literally purely a random girl that made music and it actually got huge like she gets hella yeah, streams it's guys like, it's, it's insane it's the nostalgic effect and it's also like something different in it mm. like it's not giving why, why are you making a face did you guys see the central c remix i really like it i like it i like it i like it i like it what lies someone said oh who's this like who's this dem- who's this song's demographic like who the that's fuck that's true i no, saw it on tiktok they're really funny like, it's, it's, it's for the man guys no not even just that no they were funny it was for um it's for a couple where the guy always wears a tracksuit and the girl actually changes her clothes yeah <laughs> I, I actually hate how much that makes sense you guys make me sick <laughs> oh god no nah, his, like, his roommate this girl put pictures of her and her her man literally him in the exact same <laughs> tracksuit and her in these cute different outfits I no, was but like, i'm, I'm really enjoying though like the outward kind of appreciation from mandem like yeah just enjoy it man like just i really enjoy that for pink panther i can't believe no not people taking the piss and saying um what are we gonna do when the pink pantheras concert is finished in six minutes no facts facts sis can you start making longer no songs? because her songs are like one minute 15 i know but i think and now she has that like she's signed yeah hopefully that means i kind of like how short her songs are you know they make you want to keep listening no i hear it but like you just said what we're gonna but, do yeah. when it's done in 10 minutes but yeah she's signed that yeah, lady, yeah, I know she's yeah, signed. Yeah. She's signed Kamali. I cannot wait until she gets her first um, genius uh, interview. P- 
Period. Oh my god, I thought like that would be the, such a funny thing to watch. That's gonna go like so viral. Like confused too because she's gonna be like, "Well, I just you know I did I made songs for the mix." That's literally that's exactly what she's gonna say. Yeah. But also uh, b- back to the whole, you know, earlier when you were like, "Oh, the demographic thing," you were like, "We're just the three percent." Quickly back to Love Island, the cousin Tyler thing, how they came forth. Yeah. Guys, it was just us voting. It was really just. I was just about to say that. It was just black people. It was. It's absolutely crazy. That was. You did. Is I think it's just I, when I, it clicks. I think so. it's rigged. I think it's rigged. Anyways, we're not gonna talk about Love Island anymore until 2022. I'm tired of that yeah. shit. No, no. I, I, I was just. I just wanted to bring up the um the fact that they came forth and they were black. But we know that. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Asma here and I'm just interrupting your listening session to remind you if you like what you're listening to and you've been enjoying this episode so far, don't forget to leave a cheeky five star review on Apple Podcast or whatever podcast platform you're listening on. So yeah, hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. Um, we're switching things up a little bit this week, so we're on Zoom for the first time. But with us today, we have the wonderful Brenda Juliet from the newly launched My Black Book Agency. So, um, a little like icebreaker. We do a little section on our podcast where we talk about songs that we're obsessed with. So what song are you obsessed with this week? Do you have any that have just grabbed you? At the moment, I... Okay, a whole tape that I'm listening to right now is uh, Jack James. Um, Mm -hmm. I love him. He's amazing. So good. His new tape is just, it's not new, new, but it's like new enough. I'm listening to the whole of that, but my favourite song on that on that EP is called Get Away. I'm obsessed with that song, so I've literally got that on repeat. I'm also listening to Snow Allegra's new tape, um, but I need to get into that a little bit more. And one song that I've got on repeat at the moment, actually, is NSG and Blanco's Surveillance. Yeah. Um, I'm quite addicted to that song. I don't think I would be as much as I am. But I just love it. Like every time I get in the car, I have to play it. So unless you do that though, they put like a little bit of I want to say a bit of crack in their songs that you have to listen to it again and again and again. Yeah, they do. And their recent one, Petite as well. That one's a banger. Yeah, that slaps. Mm. All right. For those who may not know, um, tell us a little about yourself and a little bit about Black Book. Okay, so I'm a music publicist. Um, and I also run a brand called Girls in Power, which helps get women into creative industries because it's heavily male dominated. And it's hard um, out here. I know. I'm trying to do my bit. Um, but as for me being a music publicist, that means me just looking after artists in terms of like how they're presented in the media. So that could be like interviews. Um, that's us like sending out their new releases, like songs, albums, EPs, etc. Um, and just creating like a, a digital footprint for them online um, but obviously putting them in front of like the best opportunities as well so yeah that's what I do. So um, to give our listeners like a little bit more insight as well um, Brenda we know that you spent your early days at Link Up and Giovanna spent hers at Polydor but how were your early days at Link Up and like describe your early days how you started? Um, so this was back <laughs> In, wow, like this is like so long ago now. Um, back in 2000, I started like doing music blogging. So I had my own blog um, and I went mm. to uni and I studied media and PR because I always knew I wanted to do PR. And yeah, like because I had my own blog, um, I had a friend that basically knew one of the co- like the founders, the co-founder. And he, she was like, oh, do you know what? Like, I know you do blogging. Like, I don't really know what that is, but... Um, I know that he does that and I'm not no. sure the right thing, but he talked to him. So I was like, okay, cool. Oh, bless. First <laughs> um, yeah, networking, basically. Yeah, basically, like third party networking. Um, 
and yeah so we basically like just connected and he was like yeah like you should just join the team like we were always looking for writers um so yes I started writing at Link Up TV and they just gave us the opportunity to kind of do different things um so yeah. they sent us off to like events to review them or we'd be able to interview artists so like being able to say that I've sat down with Skepta, for example, is crazy to me. Wow. Um, I know that was like years and years ago. Like, I don't even have the image on my Insta anymore because it's just, you know, like when Instagram was like so pixelated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, like being able to have opportunities like that kind of allowed me to know that, okay, yeah, PR is definitely what I want to do just because I have quite a personable personality. The PR is a lot of like, writing yeah but it's also connecting with new people yeah and connecting mm-hmm. with other people with other people and it's just making things make sense a lot of the time um so yeah as the years progressed I think it was just like I just moved on just from link up tv like I love the team at the time like we were literally like a close family mm. um and a few of them I still talk to them now um so yeah it's just nice to see that that was a huge milestone in my in my life to be able to say mm. that's what helped me get to where I am just because a lot of the time people reference me as oh that girl from Link Up TV <laughs> and even when I wasn't there like people were still sending me stuff so yeah I definitely feel like that helped me shift like my direction or my what was like memorable about your time like your most favorite memory of being a Link Up it was just mm. so, it was so fun just working with the team I think obviously because we was a lot younger as well so we had a lot more time to be around each other yeah. um, so naturally we would just like go to the office like ad hoc like sporadically we'll just go there and we'll just chill and we'll just a lot of the times you go there like you're just like drinking a little bit here and there like if it's like a Friday night or something and it's just like I said it was just like a family so it was just nice to just be able to just chill in like the office space with like Rashid and Ade and just just talk talk life and talk work at the same time you know Oh, that's all so nice though. Like, yeah, it's such a nice way to be brought up into the yeah. OPR world. Mm-hmm. Especially since, like, now a lot of the times people, when they have their first steps into like the music world, there's like not a bunch of struggle, but they do go through some things. So to hear like you had like at least a nice experience in the beginning is like refreshing. Mm. It was hard work. Like, don't get it twisted. I feel like a lot of the time with music and the music industry, it is glamorized a lot. Mm. But I feel like you kind of have to make it fun for yourself, you know? Like there's nothing in life that is particularly easy, especially where like for now, like me and Gio have just started my black book. I don't even think I really spoke about that too too much, but um we'll get to that, don't worry. We'll get to that. Don't worry. Um <laughs> um but yeah like honestly I feel like nothing in life is easy but you yeah. have to make it work for you you know and yeah. that's why I don't I can't look back at my journey and think like oh like that was tough that was tough it's because you have to make the most out of the situation well out of the negative situation you know and I feel like for me even that like I left um music completely so I left and mm. I was like no I need to kind of like get proper PR experience and I couldn't get hands-on music PR experience and I went on and did tech like it's completely random but I did tech for like three years I could see a long time too (laughs) (laughs) this is I feel like for me like I wasn't completely out of the loop because I still had like my brand eventually like girls in power but on the side on the side of that like people didn't realize 
that I was out of music like that. Mm. So that's mm. why I said earlier, like people were still sending me stuff. Like people still thought, it, I never made an announcement, like guys, I'm leaving Link Up TV. I just did it, went to find my feet, get the experience. Um, like I had my daughter as well. So then I literally had to find a job, obviously like to pay and stuff. But yeah. I was like, I don't want to just have this job like in sales. I literally want a job that I enjoy what I'm doing. So mm. I had to get the experience by force, by fire like you know yeah um, that's why I worked in tech it wasn't mainly because like I had a love for it it was interesting but then it got to a point where I was like no like can't do this for a bit of you. life yeah I can't do this for the rest of my life I need mm. to just leave and just do what I love kind of thing so I moved on I went to a music PR agency I wasn't there very long I won't be honest <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. how long are we talking six months and that's not a long time like in comparison to being at an agency for three yeah yeah only six um but that was just mainly because I knew what I was doing you know and I felt like my capabilities were downplayed a little bit just because um we weren't working on stuff that we wanted to work on and Mm. I felt like my creative like ideas were kind of limited just because of like what I was working on you know and it got to a point where because me and Gio like to work together they didn't really want us to work together a lot of the time Mm. and it was a bit of a burden on them than it was for us and I was just like I feel really restricted I feel like I can't do this I can't do that and Mm. I was like gee get out of here man (laughs) can I ask why they didn't want you guys to work together or I don't know, to be honest. I think mainly because it was like a small agency. Mm. Um, and so you had to kind of like, kind of like bring in your own talent as well. So I think it was almost like having two publicists for one artist doesn't make sense kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, but in PR, like PR is a collaborative role, you know? Mm. Yeah. You can't it's a team. That, yeah. You can't do everything yourself. And even in the old agency I was with, like the smallest team that I worked on, there was three people on it. If, if that you know and it was like yeah it just to show that there was a there was a huge difference in our working styles from in terms of like the agency and myself you know and it didn't mm. work for me and I just felt like nah I can't do this for another like six months I need to bounce so I just left um and Gio left at the same time um <laughs> and we started my black book and it, it's literally just gone from strength to strength like us being a tag team and a duo just shows like what you can achieve when you work together yeah and not everything like we both lead on there's some artists that she leads on like some yeah leads on some that I lead on but we always work collaboratively like if she's like Brenda can you do this can you do that and I'm like Gio can you do this can you do that there's never a no you know so that's what I love about working with, with Gio that actually so, um, leads quite nicely on because you guys did mention in Newsweek that the agency was formed out of frustration. Mm. Um, were those like the type of challenges then that made you think, no nah, man, we, we got to bounce? Yeah, it was mainly that. It was just the fact that we were causing, it wasn't like, a, I'm not going to say that we were, we had friction with management. It wasn't, it wasn't that. It was just, we knew that if we continued to work in that way, it would be a thing. And um, we were approached quite a lot um for interviews and stuff like that and I feel like it sounded like we were pitching these interviews out ourselves to create this image that we were a duo but I think because we know a lot of the same people yeah um, and if there's people that I don't know 
I'd introduced Gio to and vice versa. It just looked like we were doing, like we were actively trying to create the brand of being a duo. But it was just the fact that we were just friends and we worked at the same agency and so we'd help each other kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it naturally kind of formed in that way. Um, so yeah, it just looked like we were going out and pitching interviews for ourselves and shouting about the fact that we worked together when it just was the opposite. You just enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, like people were just coming to us um, and just saying, can we chat to you? Can we chat to you? And it was around like, um, you know, like, International Women's Day and obviously like a lot of people like you know want to speak to people want people on panels and stuff like that and yeah it was just the fact that a lot of people were reaching out to us and it looked that way even more so it was just like yeah this ain't it did you have any doubts at all when you guys thought okay we're about to you know leave our jobs and go start like a whole new venture Mm -hmm. no like literally no um, no, I love the confidence though. Yeah, like, honestly. Because you're so like sure of your skills. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing too. That's what I'm saying. It's like as long as you're sure of yourself and mm. you're sure of what you can bring to the table. Like I know the type of you know creativity that I have, the vision that I have, the people that I know, the connections that I can potentially make. Like I'm not worried about connecting with new people. That's mm. that's never a thing for me. Mm. Um, and also like I know what Gio can do I know what Gio can bring I've seen what Gio can bring you know and it's like we are literally both on the same wave without even realizing it there's times where like I'll say something and she'll say it at the same time and it's like <laughs> it's actually the weirdest we thing. in sync baby <laughs> like we are literally in sync and I just feel like it can't be something that wasn't meant to happen you know yeah and I just feel like there's always a reason for something happening and this is the reason like we was we was meant to start this agency and I knew that one day that I was going to start an agency I just didn't realize it would be with somebody else and not mm. be like Geo, you know somebody that actually gets what we're trying to do with the culture and we want to be a driving force you know we want to be mm. like faces that you want to see behind behind you know the businesses that you approach and stuff so yeah, I feel like for us, it's just second nature, you know? And it, it doesn't feel like work anymore. It just feels like... That's the best feeling. Which is even enjoying. better. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. We are, like, extremely busy, I won't lie. Mm. But it's a good busy. It's a really good busy. So, like, what advice would you personally give someone who's, like, I want to pursue a career in PR? Like, what do you think is really important? Firstly, you kind of have to have a passion for what it is in PR you want to do. So I'm assuming you mean like music PR. Um, mm-hmm. You obviously have to have a passion for music. Um, you have to make sure that you are open to connecting with new people because inevitably that is what PR is. It's connecting with new people. It's um, bringing your creativity to a brand like sometimes or, you know, being able to bring a bigger project to a a publication for example Mm. so yeah I'd just say like just do it if you know that you're ready to do it it does become challenging especially in the early days where journalists probably don't know your name um artists probably don't know your name like brands don't know your name but it's a work in progress and if if you know this is something you want to do just keep at it ignore when people air your emails I hate that shit too Oh no! I was gonna say, um, you know, um, Chucky from Halfcast yeah. podcast. He, I remember we talked to him once, and he literally said, "If people ignore you, just don't take it personally. Yeah. It's not, 
never take it personally and move on and it's cool yeah yeah he's right he's completely right and your time will come where you'll have your moment you know Mm. and it's crazy because like I never anticipated being that person to have that moment you know like the music week announcement where we announced um my black book was crazy like I don't think I've ever seen my face on so many people (laughs) (laughs) honestly that day my my phone oh my god my battery died like halfway through the day because we were everywhere like on twitter like the love was crazy instagram the love was crazy then we had like like mixtape madness they they shared our article and it was like whoa like even now we're still getting interviews about it and stuff so I can't lie like the the support has been mad but we are so 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 grateful and we didn't realize this was something that was needed for the culture we we knew but we didn't realize the impact that we'd have at this beginning stage yeah Um, so my advice would be like take your time like don't rush like I think people compare themselves to other people on socials a lot as well like don't watch what other Mm -hmm. people are doing I never do that because please I don't have time but like just know that you can do what you say you can do and if you can't do it ask people for help you know get the advice get the support ask the questions you need to ask make notes um I don't know listen to podcasts like do what you need to do but do it in your own way and in your own time as well. So you mentioned like the Newsweek like article and stuff like that, but like, are there any like other career highlights that you've had where you're like, wow, like I'm getting to my goals? <laughs> Even if it was like the earlier days. Yeah. I can't lie. I feel like my black book itself is literally like the height right now anyway of, mm. of my lifetime. Like, even think about it, it's crazy because it's like, I know I have said one day I'm going to open up an agency, but it's never been anything that I've actively worked towards. Like, I've just worked towards being a good publicist. That's all, you know? Mm. I've worked towards people recognising that I'm a publicist in music. And being when I first got my job at my last agency, like, to me, that was a mad thing because I never thought I'd make it out the tech hood, you know? I never <laughs> from tech to music and even that like I remember tweeting it yeah I was like oh my god I just got a job at a music agency and that tweet went viral and I literally didn't mean for it to (laughs) you were just happy honestly I literally just tweeted it and it went mad and I remember like my manager at the time she was like uh because she caught wind of it as well She's like, uh, Brenda, I've just seen that you just tweeted something that's gone viral um we haven't announced the clients yet and I was like Oh. And I, oop. <laughs> and I was like, uh, so was, whatever, black, I couldn't do anything about it then. But um, yeah, it was, it, I think my black book is definitely my career height, just mainly because of our roster. I don't know if you've seen our roster, but our mm. roster is pretty strong right now. Um, we have on there, we have like Blanco, Blanco, we have Infamous Isaac, we've got NSG, Eluna. We've Those got, are not small names. We've got not small names at all. Names, honey. I think we're even going to be working with Western as well. So Ooh. we've got some names. Um, and I, which is why I say this is definitely my career height because never in a million years did I ever think that I was going to be working with such amazing talent, like in the early stages of launching mm. a business, you know. 
And I just feel like I'm grateful for everyone who has basically added to my journey. I'm appreciative of everyone that's any, like, you know, ever helped me and given me advice and stuff. And hopefully, you know, like we can use this new business as the same driving force, you know, as the people that drive the culture, as people that help other women that want to get into PR because we want to be able to offer women um, work experience opportunities as well later down the line when we're a little bit more settled. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely something that we want to do. You know, we want to help get more women into the industry with the right knowledge and the right tools and the right support. So, yeah. Definitely. I think that's a testament to you guys because to already have an agency just start out and have like yeah. the roster that you guys have, it just shows that it's like you and Gio's efforts across the years. It's not like you just started it, fresh eyes, fresh into PR and it's like, you just have this roster already. It's like, no, this is years. Hard work over the years. Yeah. And it shows, honestly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, like, it means a lot to have, like, people like yourselves behind us because it just means that, yeah, like, we definitely made the right move. Um, so, yeah, we're just hoping that it, well, not hoping, it will be bigger. And no, it will. We'll grow numbers. And, yeah, our roster will get bigger and bigger. So, yeah. Yeah, because that's what kind of like drew us to you guys because obviously we did see the music we article but we've mm. been seeing the stuff you guys were doing before and we're just thinking do you know you just see two black women just killing it automatically just go they're so cool and then it just makes Wonderful. you want to, like support and get behind what they're doing as well thank you so much and don't get it twisted we work hard but we play of course hard. yeah like, <laughs> balance like, I feel like a lot of people think we don't do that much work, especially like, cause we get invited to things that happen during the week as well. Mm. We get invited to a lot, but we can't obviously make everything, but we like to have a lot of fun. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, because yeah. you have to, you work as hard. You don't want to like end up burning out in like two months. Nah, you got to do stuff for yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is why I say like, it doesn't feel like work anymore because if I worked at the old agency, I'd be like, oh, Gio, like, are you sure we can go out on a work night? Like, what is so... Because they used to follow us as well on our, on our Instas. Mm. And, uh, what if they think that we're not going to be working tomorrow? And da, 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 da. <laughs> But, like, it's nice to know that we know that we can go out, have fun, and still come back. Here and, there, and still do, like, you know, the same quality of work the next day. But we're doing it for ourselves now. So it doesn't really matter. And then I kind of kind of answered it already, but like, where do you hope to take Black Book in like five years' time? And like, what do you kind of hope in terms of like the music PR culture scene, how that is shaped and like looks like? So as we said, well, as we said, as I said, <laughs> I was speaking on behalf of Geo, like you know. Um, but you know, as I said before, I feel like we definitely want to be, you know, um, something that impacts the culture, like something that helps bring more emerging and great talent you know to the forefront as well it's not just you know about the established acts we want to be able to help people get in the charts like a lot of the time like people are like that's the goal you know and I feel like obviously it's not going to be something that we work towards for emerging everybody yeah yeah but we want to be able to help bring that vision to life um and aside from that like we just want to do things differently like we want to do things more creatively like obviously there's traditional PR where we're you know getting you just the press coverage and stuff but you know we want to be able to allow you to be seen and just do more visual you know work and projects that help 
add to the branding of the artist. So yeah, we just want to bring our own creative twist, honey, you know? So yeah, hopefully. We're excited to see more. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. How important is that quite quickly? Like, because you said um, we don't want to just do traditional PR. How important is it that people like work on their actual brands and whatnot? Because I feel like this is just for me. I don't really see that as much as I used to. There's kind of like a way that people do things, but I don't see someone's actual brand being like developed and worked on over years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's definitely better to kind of do things differently. So in terms of like not just focusing on traditional PR, I think you don't want to kind of, especially like us as a new business, you don't want to launch a new business and then inevitably just become something that somebody else is already like you're naturally going to have like businesses that do the same thing as you um and that I don't know other people class as competition but me and you are literally tunnel vision so we don't see anybody else's competition like respectfully Mm. like because we're doing our own thing in our own way we don't look at others as somebody to work against if that makes sense so like Mm -hmm. other PRs we've got great relationships with you know and like there's other people that think oh no like you shouldn't be close to a PR because they could you know I don't know but you know we just have a different kind of mindset and I feel like being able to bring your own creative spin to a campaign is what sets you aside from other people um Mm. and an artist is always going to be different from another artist yeah so there's always always a way of making them shine differently to another you know like you're not Mm going to do the same thing that you do for one or the other um so there's always room to to be to be different it's just how you're bringing the creative twist to it it's how you're it's what brand you're aligning that artist with you know it's it's what campaign I mean what activations you're doing it's just making it make sense basically that's that's like our little slogan making it make sense um but yeah it is it is important I think to just kind of add more of a branding twist to traditional PR I think especially where everything's online now and social media driven and like finally like what artists do you think we should be keeping our eyes out for who's out there that you're like excited about well I think I said it already like I love Jack James I feel like I am a stan account at the moment (laughs) (laughs) um but definitely check out Meron T she's amazing she's got a great voice I'm a bit of an R&B baby so I literally love R&B acts a lot I'm currently working with a rapper though called um Bubba Crunch and he was a called PBGR before so he's doing some sick things like he's got stuff coming and creatively visually like he's amazing lyrically he's sick um so I think those would probably be my top three right now off the top of my head you said to keep your eye on so yeah those three nice thank you so yeah we've pretty much asked you everything and you've answered yeah. amazing honestly it was so insightful to listen to you thank you guys do I send feel- you our best wishes as well Mm-hmm. she's killing it too definitely I feel like she kills it effortlessly that one I feel like she just knows what to do when to do it and yeah she's definitely like my right hand that one so I'll send her your love guys mm-hmm. like it's been amazing having you on like we've learned even in this short time we've learned so much honestly thank you thank you sick so okay. let everyone know where they can find you where they can learn about my black book more okay. I can be found at Brenda Juliet underscore both on Twitter and Instagram. My Black Book you can find on Twitter and Instagram. It's M Y B L A Q. Just in case people confuse it. 
um, <laughs> obviously book and yeah both on instagram and twitter thank you thank you so much hi guys thank you for listening this far into the episode hope you've been enjoying it if you have been why not let us know by leaving a nice five star review on apple podcast or whatever platform you're listening on it really helps us out and we get to know that you're really enjoying the show anyways now it's time for upon the playlist all right guys so now it's time for upon the playlist this is a part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been listening to what we've been vibing to and we put it all on a playlist for everyone to listen to on spotify it's called hashtag upon the playlist go give it a listen now right i'm gonna go last so smira i so my picks as usual two completely different genres but anyways the first one is my k-pop people them uh txt's lose a lover they are in their emo it's an emo song guys Guys, all my my life is actually a banger wallahi they're in their emo bag it took me back to year 10 it's it's a banger i can't lie what song i I would never that always be my favorite by them yes banger are you dumb oh blue Blue hour sensational it's really good but loser love is actually really really good like they don't know how to make bad music they don't period but and also it's just uh, they even they have the, the the emo hair the clothes okay i'm gonna go it's the, the music video yeah yeah it's a banger uh the second song because i saw mahalia live yesterday for the first time oh she was so good amazing guys i, I became she, she made me a stand guys i'm not even joking like i was actually in awe she's so beautiful and Can her hair mentioned her lovely message at end where <gasps> she was like it was really cute was, yeah she was like she was guys, like girls yourselves she was like girls if you don't want to wear a bra don't wear a bra I wear one. I leave so your exactly, she was like leave your <laughs> Leave your leave you leave your uh, boobs hanging natural, and she was like, "Guys, look after your mental health." Just cry. Just cry. Like, yes. It was actually her ending message was just really. It was just really cute. She's so sick, man. But and yeah, it's a song. Um, I wish I missed my ex, because the crowd went stupid for that. I went stupid for that. I loved that song so much. That's Ray was singing. I was enjoying like, myself. It was just so so fun. Don't and you know what? She comments on us on our things a couple times. So. Hey sis, yeah. uh. she didn't comment. She just liked our comment once. She okay. commented once though. No, she didn't. You're getting uh, confused with Manelia. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Stuff for lunch. <laughs> sorry. Guys, I was, was say, actually, that was actually. I <laughs> promise I would know if Manelia commented or not. But she liked our thing, so she she noticed us. Yeah. So notice us again. Uh, who's next? I'll go next. Um, my first song. I listened to Lord's album. I um, forgot that dropped. I can't lie. I, I wasn't waiting for it. Um. Right. So the album with the song that came out time ago. Yes. Yeah. But she released the second single. Yeah. Um, my my pick is the second single, Mood Ring. I think that's like one of the good songs on the on the album. I'm not gonna lie. One of the good songs. What does that mean about the rest of the album? It's just on one level. Like I feel like it's all very one tone, one note, one. I don't know if she put more effort into the lyrics than she did into the production, but mm. usually, like Lord has sick production. Yeah, and she Maybe has Jack like the Antelope time. Was resting or something? Maybe no, no, you know no. What I mean? He was yeah. very much alive and working with then her. Where, so. where, where is the man? I don't, I don't, I don't see him. I don't hear him. I don't know. It's what just only so much a producer can do when one person wants it to sound a certain way. Do you know yeah, what I mean? that's very true. But um, it was giving lyrics though. It was giving lyrics. There's one another song that's called um, I've seen it's a girl who's seen it all or something like that. Um, which was quite good, but my the song that I really liked was Mood Ring. I'm not gonna lie. I can't feel a thing. Is it, is it giving the Lord that we know, or is this a bit different? No, it's very. The mellow. whole album is different. It's really? whole. It's very mellow. It's very giving me. It's kind of just think of Solar Power. Darker. Just like just l- lower energy. Everything <laughs> Solar Power, but slightly so low lower energy Solar Power. Mid mid tempo, very hippy dippy vibes, but like. Hmm. 
I think Solar Power and Mood Ring are probably like the two is, upbeat is songs. It, is she in her Kumbaya bag? Would you say? Basically. Not okay, a little so bit. I, I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. moment. Okay. But what was the name? I want to know. I just want to mention the name of the song, the other song that I quite liked because it was um, Secrets from a Girl, brackets, who's seen it all. Um, I like that song. I like that song. It was, um, why, why is Rina giving that face? You didn't like it? Because one of my choices is from the album and I'm scared. That's no, no, no. My, my choice is Mood Ring. I'm saying to you that my choice is Mood Ring. Okay, the, song, perfect, the, the other song that I liked was that one. I just wanted to bring it up just for bands. But uh, my second pick, guys, as we know from, we had you've heard from last week when we talked about it a little bit, um, it was Lil Mix's 10 year anniversary. And I just went back and started listening to um, old Lil Mix songs because they're going to release a, basically a compilation album, a greatest hits. Um, Very warranted, us. by the way. About time, because, you know, 10 years in the game, of course, you're going to have a great assist at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I was listening to, we'll always be together, don't you worry. Whoa. They said, period. They said, they said we, we, we said it, we did it. Um, and the fact that just they were all having babies this week and stuff, like everyone's popping out babies. Bro, just, everyone's isn't just maturing, it so everyone's cute growing that, up. like, I, listen, they need to be friends for life because your kids are five days apart and there's three kids now. That is a little they family said little in itself. Let's hope. I don't. Even, we don't even know the gender of their of their kids. We don't know. They have to be friends. I'm sorry. They have to, I want. I want it is, all girls. It's either if you're not friends, you guys are cousins. Sorry. I literally, you're gonna. Well, be, you know that cousins mix. are not actually your cousins. Yeah. That's gonna. That's gonna be them. But yeah, I just, I just, I just had to go back and listen to that, and I've been just loving that all week because it's just making me feel like my girls. One Direction did me dirty, but these men they came through and Jeez. stayed together for, really for get, my whole hurt. um a coming of age. Yeah, Thank God. All men do is disappoint. That's yeah, why. Do disappoint. <laughs> but even some women, man, even some women disappoint. R.I.P. to family. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> those are my two. Picks. It wasn't even R.I.P. because they haven't even officially broke up. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know, you know, Lil Mix are beating, are surpassing their records now. Yeah, but you know what's sad? Quickly on Fifth Harmony, something is happening with Normani again, and it's it's a bit it's, it's it's a bit sad. Like, she has been tweeting a lot of stuff that's been alluding to the fact that she's been sabotaged because you know the VMA lineup came out and people, even Cardi B tweeted she was like, oh um, oh I, I want to see Lizzo and Normani perform, and she was like, they didn't even book me. And normally Normani doesn't, oh, e- Normani doesn't even really tweet like yeah, that. I and she's been tweets, tweeting stuff basically tweets. like saying, you know, shit's happening. And then her mum has been tweeting a lot saying, listen, she said nothing's happening with the label and nothing is happening with the team per se, as in our people <laughs> are good. However, somebody's sabotaging her in some way. That's fucked up. They just obviously can't say. The thing yeah. is, is, is Camila performing? Of course. <laughs> There is something going wrong there because why is Camila on the, all the late night shows and was able to do a blackface on a, on Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy, Jimmy who? And Jimmy she said Cinderella. Cinderella. She said Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and she's an actress now, apparently. Man said Cinderella, the movie's coming out soon. It's even next week. <laughs> Every time I have to see that woman's face, I have I have vengeance against the world brewing in me because what the fuck? But guys, Stop making her famous. No, but she's been getting the slots for years. That's the thing. It's just a shame that now Normani's back there and ready. There is someone that has power that is getting Camila these slots, but making sure Normani is not there. And Normani's taking probably us the another neo-Nazi, bro. Probably an alt-right member who's up on the boards, and she's, they're like, yeah, that's the right type of racist for me. I want her to be famous. But yeah, I'll hold tight, Normani. I really hope for the best. And were, the, for you, sis. were those your two picks? Yeah, those are my two picks. Okay, um, so my first pick is obviously going to be the Butter Remix with Megan Thee Stallion and BTS. Yeah. Because 
Guys, I thought it was a lie. When someone first said it, I was like, Wallahi billah, me no, too. Wallahi, me no too. Fucking way. You guys, BTS's like label literally had reached out to help her take her own company and her own label yeah. to um, court to make sure this got released because you know she's in one of those like insanely unfair contracts. Yeah. And you know how crazy that is? The fact that BTS that big or a big, like BTS wants, a BTS company wanted her so bad that they pushed it. Furthermore, hype. Not even they wanted her so bad, only they wanted her to get paid for her work so badly because yeah. they specifically told the, they told the label, listen, we are going to take you guys to court if you don't pay her. Mm-hmm. Period. The majority from what they're getting. Because they make they millions that she got paid 15,000? Yeah, they made sure that she got paid. Which is insane. Different. High but different. Wow. Anyway, the song is really upbeat. And the one thing I love is it wasn't like just one tiny little four four line verse. She was part it of was the like part she was two. in the beginning. She yeah. was like she was doing ad lib. She was really in the song. I really want a music video. Like if I don't get a music video and I don't Me get because if Housey got to see BTS fourteen hundred fucking times and I had to put up with that, yeah. I want Mel I want Megan with them and Meg the Stallion in the same room. Like I think Her. I deserve that. Do you want me to cry? You know that Billboard K-pop writer Jeff Benjamin. He tweeted, mm-hmm. um, "Smooth like, like cocoa butter. butter," and that's the actual lyric that Megan used. And you know, she usually, jumped, usually guys. people hear the song before it comes out, especially people like him, right? Yeah. And people thought he was being racist because he <gasps> said "Smooth like cocoa butter," and he got dropped. He ended up deleting the tweet. Everyone was like, and then the song came lyric. out. Everyone was like, "Oh, oh, oh bad." So I, was, but, I mean, fair. And fair then, though, no, and then people tried to say, too. no, people tried to say, but how the hell did he know that? And how the hell did he hear the song before? I'm like, yeah, that's how the industry works. They hear it before. That's how they write about I it. I promise you, maybe a Guys, heard it. a lot like, of fans know nothing about the industry. They don't. No, a lot of K-pop fans do are clocked because but, and it's not like it's not their fault because they've been dealing with a, ho- a whole different a whole entire kind of world uh, another type of world yeah. no because they don't but the thing is they don't understand the Korean industry either like they'll just be saying things you just saying and saying <laughs> there's basically no understanding on both sides yeah, fair enough fair enough I tried you know I tried alrighty so no, you, 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 oh my you got it you got choice. it second choice yeah what was it Oh, uh, it's another one of Lord's songs. I don't really have much to say on the album because that's my already worth by it. So let me just find it oh, real quick. Um, I don't want to listen to it now. Leader of a new regime. The only reason why I like this song is literally because it has multiple like vocal layers on it, and I like that. Like I like when it sounds like that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. That was the last song I listened to before I came into. It's kind of disappointing to hear because I was thinking at some point I do want to sit down and listen to it, but listen to it anyway because Mm. you might still like it i know but it's not melodrama it's not pure heroin that's the thing i read a whole different i don't want it to be pure heroin because i don't want to make you to make the same music you made at 17 Mm. but i really enjoyed melodrama guys i just wanted to Mm -hmm. while we're on the topic of lord yeah i watched the video i'm gonna send you guys the link because honest to god it just it blew my mind yeah it's like a whole video about which albums and which artists completely shaped the, the 2010s. Mm. And I feel like it will be interesting watch for you guys. And Pure Heroin is one of the albums that... Is that um, the one with Rules? Yeah, the one with Rules. Yeah. That completely switched up the tw- like, the music. I, you guys need to watch it. It was the most interesting video. A good hour-long video. But really? It's a really interesting I video. You use that as a commute. Tomorrow. That'd be really I'll great. I'll tell you about it after the podcast as well. Alrighty. So, <laughs> my picks. My first one is... Somebody's Son by Tiwa Savage featuring Brandy. And it was a really, really, really cute video, both of them in the studio. Mm-hmm. Because, um, correct me, I don't want to be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm really sorry. But um, I think Tiwa sings in Yoruba sometimes. And uh, obviously, Brandy is American. I know, like, that whole, that whole, what's it called, controversy about African Americans. Don't care for it today. But um, 
thing is, they were listening to the song, I think like the final version, and Tiwa didn't know that Brandy did some of her parts in Yoruba too, because she, she oh. doesn't speak Yoruba. Yeah. The and reaction was sick. Tiwa's reaction was so cute, because obviously like she looks up to Brandy, because Brandy's iconic as hell. Yeah. And- Moesha, baby. Yeah, she's like, she's iconic as well. So they're sitting, and she probably just thought Brandy's gonna do her verse in English. She heard the Yoruba, and she got up and was like so moved, she couldn't believe it. No, but like, so cute. It man. wasn't giving like how Dave screamed. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, she leave, was just so alone. shocked, and it was the most wholesome thing I'd seen. And I actually hadn't listened to the song, but I saw that video. And I was thinking, oh my God, you guys sound really good together. Listen to the song. The song, the song is, is giving, good. it's beautiful, slightly giving pick me in a sense, but. You know, I'm not mad at it. You sound great. Okay, to you, Destiny Child. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys sound beautiful. I don't give a heck. I, it's not the message is not for me. I'm not singing this, but they just sounded really, really, really good. Like it's just, oh, it's a beautiful song, man. Some people don't like it because of the pick meism, but you know, just it's a lot, just ignore it, man. Pick meism is only allowed in music. That's true. <laughs> Do you know what it is? If you're gonna sound that good, then I don't care. But if the song is shit and you're talking channel, about pick me behavior into yeah. music, don't actually do it. <laughs> no, but like if you're gonna channel pick me and it sounds dead, then I'm gonna be mad at it because what the hell? But <laughs> you oh, sang yeah. that for what? You literally sang that for what? And my second song is um it's Foreign Things by Amber Mark. Um she's mm-hmm. somebody oh, I got introduced to see her recently. Yeah, she's somebody I got introduced to recently. I saw her recently as well. And I think like it was weird seeing Ticketmaster tickets again I said that for a, for a bit <laughs> like I was actual Ticketmaster I was like damn like nature's really really healing at some point but no she is um, an American singer um, been around for quite a bit if you're into kind of like I want to say R&B pop-ish that you might be your bag but I really 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 enjoyed it think she has a project coming out soon or something but if not then sorry I was wrong but you know I really 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 like it and yeah guys thank you for listening to this episode of Clued Up um, you can find us at Clued Up Pod on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter also. You can follow our individual accounts as well if you want. And yeah, check out on the playlist. And if you got this far, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or any type of review and rating, a five-star rating like that, on any podcasting platform. It really, really helps us out. And it lets us know like what you like um maybe what you don't like but we also probably don't care about that but uh, i'm joking i'm joking all constructive criticism is good but it really does help us out and yeah we're still a small business tell everyone to tell a friend and yeah we'll catch you on the next one Bye. bye bye